Here at Chasing Growth, we use the Anchor app to record our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I recommend it. We use it here at Chasing Growth. Welcome back to Chasing Growth. I'm uh, very excited day today here in, in Atlanta. We <laughs> out of the blue, we got snow. You can tell how the weather men, the weather people, they can never really predict anything. So, a uh, great day to record a podcast. Excited about talking about a couple things that I believe they're so important for leadership. I have mentioned this in one of the videos on YouTube, and if you're following us in YouTube. Uh, please remember to like or, or subscribe, and the same thing for the this post podcast here. Also, as you can tell, I have an accent. Um, so a little bit about me: I'm not from the United States, but I'm a proud American. Um, I'm from Chile, South America, and through the years, um, I have learned things about leadership here and there. And all what I'm trying to do is to try to share the things that I have experienced, I have seen, and listen and learn, and apply. It has become so real, and many people hopefully have been impacted by it, and those are the things that I'm trying to share with you today, and in the future too. So today I want to talk about people, process, and results. Uh, one of the things that leaders sometimes tend to forget is that they are the environment creators. That means that whatever company environment you have, group, church, um, whatever that, uh, that looks like is your responsibility, nobody else. And when it comes to, uh, when it comes to people, you're the one who have to invest in this. You cannot expect to have a good team because the team want to be good. You're the one who have to create a good team. You're the one who have to provide the different tools and the different uh, opportunities so you can have a great team, a great culture, a great environment. Many times, uh, leaders are promoted uh, in their own teams, you know, within. And the biggest challenge they have is that they used to be part of the team and now they are uh, in charge. Uh, they have a title, they have a, uh, an office, whatever you can call it. And then they have to uh, deal with the culture, the existing culture, if they want to change it. A lot of time, this, this struggle can be a little bit more difficult if the previous boss, manager, whatever you want to call it, is still there. Uh, is still part of this department, team, or group. And, and that's always a challenge. And influence can be hard, can be difficult, but as leader, there's no excuses. You have to uh, create the right environment, create the, the, the right culture. Um, how to do this? First of all, you have to define who you are as a leader. And you have to take the time and the energy and maybe even the money to make sure that you do an internal journey and find out what, what are your values. 
If you don't know what are your values, it will be very hard to create an environment. I create an environment where people can follow you because if they don't know who you are, there's no way they can really follow you. So the first thing that you have to do as a leader is to start this journey. And I'm going to talk in the future more about this journey and asking different questions to know what are your values. But you need to know who you are so you can present it to people. Let me give you an example of um, my values and how I present it to people. So the way that I present my values to people usually is uh, giving them a word the actually is a word in Spanish is the word ser, which in English is to be, but you spell it S-E-R. So when I talk with people, when I introduce my leadership to them, I tell them the this three letter S-E-R, and I tell them the S stands for simplicity. As leader, I will do things simple as possible. I will always be looking to do things better, making it better, simplify, and looking for better ways to do things. And all the things that I do through my leadership, all the ideas, all the different, when we try to fix problems and solutions, this become very evident. It's, uh, a lot of times, um, this happened not long ago, I was changing something, and uh, the person asked me, about it, and I asked, uh, yeah, we need to change it because it's not simple. And they asked me who created first. I said somebody else, and they they said, well, that's what I thought. This didn't look like coming from you. And the reason is because I try to do th- things in a simple way. So the S stays for simple, and then the E stays for excellence. I tell people all the time that I try to do things as excellent as possible. But the way that I define it is not just reaching goals. And I learned this early um, years ago when I came to the United States. I was working loading trucks. And it was a difficult thing. So I came to the United States. I went, in, I went to, of course, to college. I did all the things. So then I came here with my American wife. And I wasn't able to speak good English. So the only job I was able to find was loading trucks. And in the place that I was working in those days, which was Avon, probably you know the, the, the company, loading trucks was the lower, lowest of the lowest of the lowest. And it was difficult. But I remember telling myself that regardless of how I felt, how I shame, I felt about doing the job, even I had all that preparation. By the way, I thought God always was working in my heart. I can see it now. He was humbling myself, humbling my heart changing me but anyways i remember uh, loading those trucks and trying to figure out i mean the job was pretty simple you just load a truck you put one box after the other inside a trailer truck a semi truck and that's it and you do it all day long so how can you uh, do a good job so i remember thinking so what is the best that i can give and i remember loading those trucks the best i knew how i would load as many as i could other employees will get upset with me because was I was doing it too fast. But I thought, you know what? I, I got to do my best. So the way that I learned to define excellent by myself, what is what it means to me, is to be able to go to bed at night, regardless of the goals that have been set before me, regardless if I achieve or know what have been requested from somebody. The question at the end of the day is, is did I did I do my best before the eyes of God? 
Can I say, can I say with conviction that I did or not? And answering that question, it becomes an, an answer from your conscience. Your conscience cannot um, lie to you. You can lie all you want to your to to you know to others, but you know the truth. So you have when you answer that question by yourself alone at night, and you just did your best. Um, that's what it means for me to to be excellent. Because sometimes you can reach. You may be working today in a place, and you're reaching your goals. You're doing all what is requested, but maybe that's not your best. Maybe it's just enough. And at the same time, sometimes things that may be required from you may be beyond what you can do. And there's nothing that you can do besides doing your best. I tell my children all the time, do your best and leave God the rest. And it's true. So for me, uh, being simple, then working with excellence is key. Simplicity and excellence. And then the R stands for responsibility. For responsible, being responsible. When I'm talking with people, usually I ask them the following question. I said, if somebody's driving at a car and they they are drunk and they hit somebody, who going to jail? The person who was driving the, the car or the person who sold them the alcohol? And a lot of time people stop to think about this. And I believe it's because, um, and maybe you're thinking the same, <laughs> maybe you're wondering who it is. Well, of course, it's the driver and not the person who sold the alcohol. But we live in a time when a lot of people may think that the person who sold the, sold the alcohol may be the responsible. So as a leader, I believe that we have to be responsible. We have to own it. We, we need to practice ownership, even sometimes when it's, our, not, it's not our responsibility directly but when we when we are leader we're responsible for everything um i explained this too with the idea of you know you're walking on the hallways of your company or the church and and of course you're doing a job you may be a director you may be a manager or whatever and you're, you're not hired to to clean floors right but you see some paper on the ground will you pick it up or not and personally i pick it up because I feel responsible. I'm, I feel responsible for everything. And, and, and that's the way I, I approach to work. I approach to the place where I serve. I approach to my church. I approach to all the places where I go to be responsible what, for whatever comes to me, whatever is in front of me. And sometimes I can be that little paper on the floor. And I, I feel the responsibility to pick it up, to, be, to act like an owner. And that defined more or less my leadership, you know, simplicity, S, responsible, R, and, um, and the excellence. Simplicity, excellent, and responsible, ser. Again, which it means to be in English. So that, that starts with that internal journey. You have to ask your, yourself questions so you can come out in a place that you can explain how you're going to lead people. And I know this may sound a little bit, you know, annoying to do. Well, you're already the boss, so they just have to do what you say, right? Well, it's not just like that. Um, you have to be able to present your leadership style, how you're going to do things. Because from my simplicity, people expect that. From my from my excellence, people expect that I, that I will ask questions like that. Have you done your best today? And that's a conscience. If you're in a Christian environment, that question is very, very challenging. 
And then who's responsible? Ownership. So it's easy for me to chair or to give authority versus just a task because I, I believe people can be responsible. And it's amazing when people take responsibility and they have ideas, they, they make things better. It's crazy. So if you want to, uh, when we think about people, process, and result, and we're thinking about people, you have to be able to present your leadership. If you haven't done this work, if you haven't spent the time and energy and money to get to know yourself, you won't be able to present your leadership to people. The second thing about people, of course, the environment, how how you're gonna how things gonna work, how things gonna be. In part of that environment, there's two key com- uh, things that you have to do. One, the praising people and correcting people. People need to know where they stand when they're doing good and when they're doing bad. One of the things that a lot of leaders miss is to address things on time, to address the, uh, things uh, when happen. And this has to do a lot with leaders. They want to be likable and they, everybody wants to be their friend. Uh, and they struggle to have to, uh, to present something very clear about this. But you have to be very clear. To, when you present it, when you create an environment, a culture, those two ingredients, um, praising and correction, have to be very clear. Let me give you an example. It's very unfair if you have a performance plan or a, re- a yearly review, did somebody come to that review and then they find out they have been doing a bad job for months and now their job uh, may be taken away from them. That's very unfair and there's no way for you to become a good leader if you're doing that. You cannot be lazy in this area. So when it's about not only you have to present your leadership, you have to create an environment. And a key aspect of creating a good environment is presenting to people not only how we're gonna have we're gonna have trust here, we're gonna have fun or you know a sense of urgency, but also this idea of praising and correction. So praising do it one of the things that you can do do it all the time. Uh, praise people all the time when you catch them doing something good. Praise them in public. Praise them in in, in private. But praise them. Don't fall for this idea, well, they get paid. <laughs> you know, I used to have a boss. The, every time I would discuss with things, uh, we think, I would discuss with him things about, you know, praising people, somebody's doing a good job, and he will say, well, they don't need to be motivated. Uh, they're already getting paid very well. I got to tell you, I, I'm so thankful that I don't have that person with me in, in that place anymore. Because that's the worst thing that you can do. You have to praise people. Praise them. Tell them they're doing good. Tell them that what they're doing great. In private, in public, constantly do it. But at the same time, please, 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 please present a clear way of correction. Um, it's so sad to see people scared. Uh, I have the opportunity to hire a lot of people. And it's crazy to hear their stories, uh, how much they have been traumatized in other places, how much sleep they lost because they didn't know if they were doing good or not, because they didn't know where they stand with their job, with their boss. 
So you have to create a process. You have to create a way to present correction. You can read a book which is called One Minute Manager, and that's very clear. I follow something very similar, which pretty much it is you can have a conversation with somebody, set up clear goals, and tell them to change this, change that, or reach this goal, and that's it. And everything in one page. Uh, personally, I don't even write it down. The first conversation is just a conversation. And if the person changes, great, we move on. Then if nothing changes, I will bring the person. And again, in one page, I will write, write down the problem. I will write down what's going on and the goals. But always remember to see what's going on in the person's life. There may be something, a personal reason why they're not doing good, why they're not reaching their goals. So you want to ask that question too. So you bring the person in, you say, hey, we already talked about this. You're not reaching your goals. You have to reach your goals by such a date. Um, at the same time, you remind them wh- why they're why they there, why why we choose, we choose to do this work, why it's important to finish the work, and what is the things that they're already doing great. They, that's why you hire them. That's why they're part of the team. Uh, remind them of that, but at the same time, give them very clear goals. Um, what to achieve and where they stand. If that doesn't work, uh, there's a, a third conversation. And at that point, it's just a performance plan, uh, a warning. You can call it whatever you want, but it's in writing. They need to sign it. And it's a specific, a specific time. This needs to happen for you to keep this job. And that's, uh, as scary may sound, it's fair for, pe- for people to know, to know this because... There's so many people that I'm telling you on Sunday night will go to sleep or they will try to go to sleep and they won't be able to do it because they don't know how they're doing in their job. They don't know if they're doing good or not. They don't know if this week may be the last week because they have been working, but they don't, they're not being praised or they're not even, they're not, they haven't been corrected. So people need to know and that's the role of the leader so the the main things to create a good environment you have to define uh, who you are as a leader based on your values and you have to be able to present it and the second thing you need to have to create a great environment a great culture to create to have a very clear way to praise people public uh, privately and also to correct people and uh, by the way correction is always private so you create this this environment, this great environment, and everybody's happy. And everybody comes to work with a smile. Everybody wants to see you and talk to you and learn from you. But you have to remember it's just one part of the equation. You have to think about the process. Probably in the place you work, there's so many processes for everything. And it's your job to fight against policies and bureaucracy. A lot of people love to say policy, love to say, ah, this is a policy, this is a policy. I personally, I hate policy. I won't have any if I could. Policy is just is this thing that, that somebody do with, with lack of self-esteem uh, say this is the way it is, so you have to follow because of policy. And nobody can say anything. That's what it is. So that's why I don't like them. I personally like uh, have processes that are flexible and, and the nothing is on a stone, the everything can be changed as long as we can make it better. So you start looking into all your processes and trying to simplify. But this is not just one time. You constantly have to be looking processes, checking what can be changed. Do we need new technology? 
uh, is this really accomplishing accomplishing what we're supposed to accomplish? The 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 the, the vision, the mission that we have, or whatever you want to call it, the what we do, uh, and trying to simplify simplify as much as possible, and. To the point, hopefully you have all the processes you have are so simple that anybody technically can do it. Uh, and no overcomplicated stuff and processes and and policies and bunch of bureaucracy. And some people really want to be there. You shouldn't want to be there. The only the, the best way to do a good process is making it simple and making it better all the time and never stop. Now, one of the things that create a lot of policies and bureaucracy in business have to do sometimes with the convenience of a few because some people want to be micromanagers, so they want to see these, these details or that detail. And because that pleases them, they tend to get involved in the process to get that information. And because that information is important for them, they make it part of the process. But ask yourself your question, how, how important is that to actually make the, the process more complicated? Because just a few want the benefit of knowing something or, or to do less. Sometimes we pass this bureaucracy to our, our, our customers. Our customer, and, and just take, do the exercise. Call to your bank today. And you're going to have, uh, I don't know, 10 different options to talk with somebody. It's crazy. It's crazy. And how that can be? You should be able to call and somebody to answer and give you answer. And what happened? Somebody thought, hey, if we, if we have too many, op- a lot of options, then we can equip people uh, about this person about loans and this person about checking accounts and this person about this so in that way you get to talk with the person who knows and that's just somebody came out with that to make it simple for them you know what will be much better that you call and somebody answer and the bank took the time to train all their employees to invest in them so they can answer all the questions and you say but that will cost too much Again, you create bureaucracy and policies that just uh, benefit you and not the customer. So that's why also you have to be checking the process all the time. Who's winning all this? Who's winning in that process? Is your mission, your company's winning, or just a few people who like to see details, you know? Or, or, or you just, uh, just want to deal with training people and you just want to save money? Please, 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 got to be careful and check, 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 check that process all the time now one other thing that you have to remember when you're doing this equation of people uh, process and result this is this part the result is very important you can have great environment uh, people happy again uh, you're working hard in process but if you don't pay attention to the result if you don't know seeing what's happening, if you're not getting that those sales, if you don't getting that money, if you're not getting that people coming into your church or your event, uh, something in the process, something in the creating the environment and people is wrong, and you have to go back to the equation and trying to figure out because. You, you can have a great place to work. You can have a great process based on yourself, what you think. But then if the, the result is not giving you what you think you should be getting or what you expect to get, uh, you need to go back and check. 
the, sometimes, and this happens a lot of time when people try to sell, uh, but if I try to sell it to you or to make it difficult to get it, because in my process, I think that, I don't know, that I'm so important, you should be able to pay for this, etc. You uh, And then I see result and it's like nobody's listening, nobody's watching. Well, I have to go back and check what am I doing wrong? In, in, in companies, in churches, in ministry, we have to go in and check. A lot of time, the lack of a humble heart, a lack of humility in leadership, they see the results and and they blame a bunch of things. They're not capable to say that maybe the environment is not the best. Maybe these ideas and this process, this thing that we're doing is not the best. They don't want to stop doing something because that can hurt something. Uh, somebody that can hurt somebody. So at the end, they still have bad results. <laughs> and, and they don't want to deal with it. But you have to deal with the result. The result will give you uh, the real picture of what's happening. You know, let's say you have you buy a huge building, you create this very nice church, you know, TVs everywhere, uh, and you're super good communicator, and people come to watch you all. And you see the church full of people every Sunday. And, and it's a great environment and you have great, you what you think, great processes, small groups and all that stuff. But the result, your church is, ne- is, is it, this, it, more people's coming in, but the same amount of people is, is leaving. The, do- the, the front door is pretty big, but the, the back door is big too. But you're not paying attention to that back door. Why people's leaving? You know, we keep bringing new people and people keep listening to what I'm saying, but then still people sleeping while they're living you're not paying attention to the results so all the work that you're doing for a good environment you know a, a grace in the, in the in the world in the church world will be a sunday morning event i guess and all, all the other stuff the church does and then uh, all the different things small groups and signing papers to so we can give you a gift and all that stuff uh and, but then still everybody's living that's your result you should pay attention to that and reevaluate what you're doing before that the event the process so you can have the result you want and you have to be humble enough to do it uh and it's very important uh so those are the things that a leader should be paying attention all the time people process and result if you would like to have like a one sentence job description that will be that will be it for you People, process, uh, result. As a leader, you should be paying attention to that, paying attention to what's going on, paying attention to, to the environment, paying attention to people, paying attention to that process that you have to constantly evaluate, and then the result. If you don't get the result, forget it. Um, completely forget it. Uh, it. It's not happening. You have to go back and recheck it. So that's all for today. Uh, again, it's cold here in Atlanta. It was snowing today. It was a great day, though, with the children. And I hope this podcast uh, helped you to keep uh, moving forward, getting better, um, you know, chasing growth. Have a great day.